This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Tuesday, May 3rd. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how you doing? Dylan, I'm doing well. Yeah? Yeah? yeah. Did you watch our boy John Gray on... On this I watched the first thing and then I was so mad I turned it off and apparently that did the trick. Yeah, he. So Matt and I don't love John Gray, but he just had a matchup that couldn't be ignored in Petco. And the Padres are so bad against righties, we both took him. And he went and he went uh, single, single, two run double to start the game. And it was like, wow, that's awful. But then he strikes his way out of it. And he racked up 11 strikeouts, a career high. Retired, like, 15 in a row or something at one point. Ended up losing 2-1. Like, I'm, it's, on one hand, you're happy that he straightened it out. And you're like, oh, I got a good start out of him. On the other hand, you're like, man, what could have been if it weren't for, like, those hits? And the double was, like, down the line. And, yeah, I don't know. So, a successful start out of John Gray, for sure. But yeah, a little, a little frustrating. Okay, pick for us. Not frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything else from uh, Monday you want to talk about before we get into Tuesday? Uh, the, the Cubs are really, really good. The Cubs are really good. I saw a stat that was something along the lines of... I'm going to try and remember it off the top of my head, so I'm paraphrasing. Something like their run differential is plus 83. Yes. And there are four teams that like don't have 83 runs. <laughs> yeah, the Cubs are really good. The Cubs are really good. Did you watch them play? I did. Yeah, I, I threw on the uh, yeah the, the Cubs Buckos and they blew up Garrett Cole. It's it's gonna be a rough. You know, I'm, I hate to say this, Bucks fans, but it's gonna be a rough year. Look, looking up, uh, the Bucks could beat the Cardinals. The Cardinals aren't setting the world on fire. That's not, okay, that's not, okay. So you're 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 backing it for the wild card. Yippee! That's which the Pirates have been doing for basically every year since the wild card came in. I guess. Yeah. No, that's not no yeah. remotely true, but. They've been playing a lot of wild card games. Yeah, the Cubs are good. That's hard hitting analysis from us here. Um, but yeah, um, let's also talk about our friends at SeatGeek. Train talk about them once or twice a week. But uh, SeatGeek sponsors us, and they have the SeatGeek app, which you think you should all try out. SeatGeek is a place to buy and sell tickets to, of course, baseball games, but other sporting events as well as you know shows, concert, basically anything you can get tickets for. They are. Uh, able to help you out there. You can go buy them from other people, people that aren't using them, and they have really cool metrics for figuring out good prices and how much things could should cost and where you can get a deal. And, of course, the app is available for free on your phone or you can go online. But um, the important part is if you go to SeatGeek.com and you get the app, use the promo code STREAMS, S-T-R-E-A-M-S, and put that in, and they'll give you 20 bucks off your first ticket. So if you find something to go to that is 20 bucks. And it's free, you know, or if it's 25 bucks, you can go for $5 or whatever. So, yeah, uh, they're doing that because they like us and they want to help us out. And uh, we get to help them out by sending people their way. So if you want to support this show, the show is free. It's always going to be free. Uh, but if you want to give back a little bit, uh, just go use SeatGeek. Take their 20 bucks. That's how you help us. So, yeah. Uh, Matt, you use SeatGeek and you liked it, right? I, I used it again because May 7th is Chris Sale Bobblehead Day at U.S. Cellular Field. And I want my Chris Sale oh, Bobblehead really? Day counter. Yes. You know, my birthday is May 6th. So if you're looking for something to get me, Chris I'm Sale not, Bobblehead. I'm not giving you my Chris Sale Bobblehead. Dylan. The truth is you would like it way more than I would. Anyway, so that's okay. Yeah. You don't need to do that. But, uh, 
but yeah, that's so. You, so you're going on Saturday? Yeah, and I, I use SeatGeek.com. Oh, I'm sorry, I use the SeatGeek.com app. Uh, yeah. Typed in the promo code streams and saved myself twenty dollars off my off my price of my tickets. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I've only heard good things from people who have used it. If you're using it, let us know. Tweet at us. But uh, yeah, I want to say thanks to SeatGeek.com for just having our back. It's our first sponsor. It's our third year doing the show, and it's really cool to have them. Uh, you know, supporting us and also uh, having our own promo code is really weird, but really cool. So, so. Dylan, where do you think we're going to be in like year five? You think we're going to have like, you know, the, 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 the Dr. Pepper sponsorship then? I'm going to be driving a car uh, given to us by one of our sponsors, I feel like, for really? the show. Which, That's which, what I'm hoping for. That's my five year plan is a sponsored <laughs> car. So. Which, which, which manufacturer do you have your eye on? Uh, it doesn't matter. I drive a 98 Honda with 227,000 miles on it. So I figure anything given to me in the next five years will be pretty good. Yeah, because I might need it by then. That's When people ask me my five-year plan, I'm like, car sponsorship on my podcast. That's it. That's where I'm setting my goals. So, do, do you have a Civic or an Accord? Uh, I have a Honda Accord. Okay. It's, for, it's, yeah. it's one of the yeah. two, I it's, I mean, it's old and has a lot of miles on it, but that's that's how they go. So. Well, you know, those Hondas will run forever, so. Oh, I know. I I don't expect it to die tomorrow, but I also know that it could. But I, it's it's been nice. It's it it does just fine. Um, all right, we do actually talk about baseball on this show, and we talk about DFS, and so we're gonna look at Tuesday, which has a pretty typical uh, long full slate, and uh, yeah, so I think all games are on the table, Matt. For Tuesday, um, before we get into position by position, I want to point out two games real quick. We don't always do it in this order, but I'm ready to take any San Francisco Giant in Cincinnati against John Moskett. Like, actually, yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I went to go list all the positions that they're at, and I'm serious. Like, I will. I think the worst player in that lineup might be Angel Pagan, and go for it. I don't care. Like, yeah, he'll be fine. Uh, I guess you'll. Panic There's might be worse, but like probably the worst player. And I had but a, but you would take them, right? What's that? But you'd still take them, right? Yes. Yeah, I feel like clearly don't take all of them. You can't. But if you are at a position and you don't know what to do or none of the options looks good, I think we're just going to endorse every giant because not only is John Moskett not great, not only is uh, Cincinnati a great place to hit, not only is the Reds bullpen really bad, but the Giants lineup is good. So. I, yeah, I'm going to save us some time. Uh, pick a giant if you want. I mean, they're not all the best picks, but they're all uh, totally viable. So, so do, you, do you just give them that caveat? Do you just want me to X off the giants on my list? You don't, only you can comment if you really like one or not nuts about one, but I just realized I was going to talk about all of them. So uh, it's, up, it's up to you. Um, and then the other thing is the last game on the slate, the latest one, has me just scratching my head. It's uh, Eddie Butler of the Rockies going to San Diego against Andrew Kashner and the Padres. And it's one of those ones that feels like a stay away from me, for me, but not for any good reason. Like, I want to pick on Eddie Butler and I don't have any Padres to go with. And I, like, guess I want to go against Andrew Kashner, but I'm worried about Coors guys, Rockies guys going to San Diego. Like, you could pay for, like, you know, Blackman and Gonzalez and... Arenado in San Diego against Kashner, but I don't love that. Do you? I would if if you really wanted to pay full price for Arenado, I'd be okay with it. But I think there are other better options at third base. Right. It's just weird to be like those are 
two teams that aren't that great, but I can't find anybody on either side. It's a good matchup for Eddie Butler, but I don't trust Eddie Butler even against the Padres. If you want to go real deep, you can try it, but I, I don't know. That was a weird stay away from me, because I'm like, these should be exploitable teams, and they're not. So, I uh. I agree with you. I, I didn't write down... I don't... I, I, I found myself like crawling through the, the, the Padres roster, and I just I could not find anybody worth... Yeah. Um, that, yeah. I, that I honestly believe would have a good day, honestly. Yeah. So I wanted to get those out of the way. Not the order we usually do it. Now we'll go position by position. Um, Matt, at catcher, other than Buster Posey, who should do just fine, uh, who do you like at the catcher position for Tuesday? I kind of like Trevor Brown, too. Yeah, if Trevor Brown's in, sure. Everything I said about the rest of the, the Giants, if he plays instead, I'm, I'm into it. I've been... Yeah. Yeah, he's been getting, getting there quite a bit, so it wouldn't shock me to see him in there against uh, against Moscow. Yep, and I would endorse that. I, I agree. My favorite one is Wellington Castillo versus Justin Nicolino. Yes, yes. I think we're going to have a, a handful of D-backs getting oh, Justin Nicolino. Oh, yeah. And no, actually, a handful of Marlins, too. Also that, they yeah. lefty? They're awfully right-handed. I feel like a bad lefty starting is like fantasy gold, or DFS gold, at least, where you're like, yes. It, you get a guy who slugs lefties especially, so he's not that popular, and you also, he also, he's bad. So, Justin Nicolino, I, like, circle on my schedule. I'm like, perfect. So, yeah, Wellington Castillo, you were saying. Marlon's good Patrick Corbin. Yeah, Patrick Corbin's at least competent. Like, I think he's okay. He's been mashed by righties this season. Yeah. OPS against over 1,000. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's... Yeah. yeah. So, you like him and you like Castillo. I like both of them as well. I definitely, they're great when they get lefties. Uh, I'm in for both of them. I wish I weren't at Marlon's Park, but I'm not that worried about it. Are you? No. Uh, next up, you know, and on the other side, JT Real Muto being Patrick Corbin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote down Jared Sokolmaki versus Josh Tomlin. Yeah, the Homer machine. Yeah. Which yeah. Tomlin or Salty? Tomlin. Tomlin's gonna gonna make homers in one way or another. He only has two in his three starts this year, but he has a history of that. Like, I'm I he throws strikes, but sometimes too many. So and honestly, I, I feel like I've written this this name down against this pitcher about eighty seven times in the past few years. But it's Brian McCann I, versus Chris Tillman. Why not? Right? <laughs> Should we play the game where we try and figure out? Here, I'm gonna look. We never do this. It's fun to do. So again, we don't believe typically in pitcher versus uh, batter statistics, but they're still fun. No, I think I tried it for a week when we first started, and it's like, this is stupid. Stop doing it. It's it's fun, but if you feel like you're picking much, they have matched each other in 15 plate appearances. That's it? And, yeah, they've uh, apparently Brian McCann and Chris Tillman, 15 plate appearances. McCann is 3 for 15 with one strikeout. So he's hitting 200, 200, 200 for a 400 LPS. Um, that's on one hand, interesting, and on the other hand, I don't read into it at all, no. even a little bit. I think he's going to be fine. But it's still fun to see. Um, and I totally agree. I'm in on that pick. I think Chris Tillman is okay, but definitely exploitable. Uh, who else do you got? And my, my last is, is my bargain basement catcher of the day, Tucker Barnhart getting Jeff Samarja. Yeah, just because you want to pick against Samarja? Not only that, uh, Barnhart's actually had a lot of bit of success against righties this year, and yeah. Samarja struggles against lefties. Like, yeah. That's where you, if you're looking to attack him, that's where yeah. you attack him. And Mesoraco's on the disabled list, which is too bad, because I like him, and I want him to do well. But he's hurt, and that means Barnhart could be in there playing. Um, I have all the guys you had. I also have to list uh, 
Stephen Vogt getting Hisashi Iwakuma. I like Hisashi Iwakuma, but he hasn't been awesome or anything, and I still believe in Stephen Vogt. And I also have Russell Martin getting Martin Perez. I could have almost made the same caveat about the Blue Jays getting Martin Perez, but uh, they at least have a hole or two in their lineup, or at least a question mark. But um, Russell Martin is not one of them. He hits lefties. It's Martin Perez. It's the Dome. Yeah. I think that's going to be a, a good lineup to be in and a good opportunity for him. So uh, other than that, I like the ones you had to. Plenty of options at catcher in this full slate. How about first base, Matt? Where do you think you're going first? I I really like Lucas Duda against Matt Whistler still. Yeah. Uh, we had a bunch of Matt Duda. Whistler picks for Monday, and then the schedule moved around, and they had Fulton Evich, who they also blew up. Um, now they're going to get Whistler, and I think they're going to do just fine. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, all those guys, will we mentioned them again, Lucas Duda. As we said, Whistler has the really bad splits. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, next up, I've got Joey Votto versus... Samarja, mm-hmm. again, lefty and righty, and it's Joey Votto. Yeah, yeah, it should be just fine. Uh, every time E5 getting Martin yes. Perez? Yes, yes. I, I got a goofy one for you. I'm into it. What's up? And I'm, we'll, see, we'll see what you think. Every time Carlos Santana versus Justin Verlander. Um, somebody was telling me that that's a thing. I want to say it was Scott Strandberg really liked that, and that okay. was one of those... Uh, Hitter versus pitcher records, too. Oh, man, for the second time at the start of this podcast, I'm going to go look it up. But, Put on there, Dusty Baker. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was, that's a thing, too. Um, he called it... Oh, I'm trying to remember if this is wrong. I'm sorry, Scott. Uh, but he liked him last time when he was on the show, and he was right. So in the career, 64 plate appearances. Santana has a 955 OPS with seven home runs against Justin Verlander. In how many plate appearances? 64. He has 13 hits. Seven of them have left the yard. Two of them were doubles. He's been in the same division for probably about six years. Yeah. So, uh, has his number. I, Scott made that pick last time and it worked. He hit it out. So, um, I don't know that we're definitely behind it. Because, again, those things make me nervous. But if you believe that Carlos Santana has Justin Verlander's number, and there's evidence that he does, uh, I think that's a just fine pick. I honestly, Absolutely. I don't know if that's why you had him. Why else did you have him? You didn't look at those numbers. but I did not look at those numbers specifically. No, I, I, I just look at at, uh, at their splits, and they kind of matched up. Mm-hmm. I like Carlos Santana. He's not always the most typical first base guy, but he, he does just fine. Yeah. Yeah, um, and yeah, I had forgotten about that factoid, but that was one of uh, Scott's, because they're, they're fun. They're fun. You know, it, it would have totally blew your mind if I had said, yes, I knew that stat exactly, and that's why I picked it. <laughs> that's exactly it. I When he said that, I was like, oh yeah, that's a matchup that rings in my head, and I'd forgotten about it. Yeah, um, shout, shout out to Scott, and uh, also keep an eye on that, because that's a, that's a lot of home runs uh, against one guy. Um how about, uh, did you have Paul Goldschmidt getting just a Nicolino, righty and lefty? I actually, I, I wrote down D-backs infield versus Nicolino because they're all right-handed. Yeah, except for Jake Lamb, yeah. but maybe they'll get Brandon Drury in there or something. Yeah. Um, I like Goldschmidt. I think he'll have a fine game. You might be paying a lot for a guy in Marlins Park. Yeah, I think I'd, but, I think I'd rather go with Lucas Duda. As, as, like yeah, I, I don't hate the Goldschmidt pick, but when it's a place like first base and there's so many places to go, I might do something else. Mm-hmm. Um... I like Chris Davis getting uh, Luis Severino, only because Luis Severino's been bad. Uh, I think he can be better, but I think there's... He's, but Severino's got the reverse split, though. Severino does? Yeah, he's he's really rough against righties and awesome against lefties. 
Um, yeah, are you worried about that with Lucas or with uh, Chris Davis? I'm not worried about it, but it, it, it tells me that he that Severino has a weapon he can use to attack lefties, and he might not have one to attack righties. I'm looking at Severino's splits. It's only 15 starts, so almost half a season. He has great strikeout-to-walk numbers against righties, 4.33, but it's allowed an 8.15 OPS. So he's throwing too many strikes, I guess, is maybe what you would think. Where are you getting these numbers? Is that correct? Yeah, that's in his 15 starts uh, in the major leagues. Oh, okay. I just went with this. And then against the lefties, bad strikeout-to-walk numbers, but better results. Uh, So 1.81 and then a 700 OPS or so. I don't know. It's questionable. I'm just, I would go with he's been bad. And Chris Davis likes the, the platoon advantage there. But um, again, when it's first base, I feel like any question mark is enough to make me go, next, pick someone else. Pick someone I don't hesitate on, like Duda. Or uh, your boy Brandon Belt getting John Moskett. Yes. You know, he's in that giant slate. He'll do great. Uh, do you like Mark Teixeira getting Chris Tillman? Yeah, I guess I have to, don't I? I think it'd be fine. Yeah, if you I don't say Brian McCann. I guess you have to say Mark Teixeira. I kind of know what I'm going to get there with Mark Teixeira. You know, yeah, pretty much. Um, I also have Eric Hosmer getting Tanner Roark. I, I like that matchup for him. Um, that's a, actually that might be it for me at first base. Did you have anybody we didn't mention? No. Okay. Second base. I have six names. How'd you do? I've got a lot of names. I think I've got about six. Yeah, that's for second base. That's plenty. Um, I'm going to start with wanting to pick a Detroit Tiger against uh, Josh Tomlin. And again, I, I've said this before, if I don't know where to go, because maybe they don't have a platoon matchup, but I think they'll still do well, I like the leadoff guy, and that's Ian Kinsler getting Josh Tomlin. So I don't know who's going to do the damage, but I think the Tigers will. And hopefully it's the leadoff guy, he'll be a part of that. You know, So if he gets on base, then it's the number two, the number three, or the number four guy hitting him in. I Maybe get some points there somewhere. So I have Ian Kinsler. I have Jonathan Scope getting Luis Severino. Again, you can hesitate on that based on Severino's funky splits and his 15 starts, but I'm fine with it. Uh, I have Joe Panic against John Moskett. It's the, the Giants lineup. He'll be fine. Um, we already said Neil Walker on Monday, and now he gets Whistler on Tuesday. Still totally into it. Go nuts. He might cost you a bit because he's hit everything, but I'm fine with it. Um, Logan Forsyth getting the Casimir. It's my favorite pick yeah. of the day. Uh, Scott Casimir's going home, going to Tampa Bay, and they have their, their fair amount of lefty matchers, and Scott Casimir's been pretty so-so. And our old buddy, Logan Forsyth, anytime he gets a lefty, I think we're all in on that. Um, that'll be a good one. And then uh, I had Daniel Murphy getting Chris Young, but Chris Young's always kind of a question mark, too. Um, it's a platoon advantage for him. He could be fine, but I, there's a risk of an 0 for 4 there, yeah. I feel like. Um, yeah. My favorite is probably Panic, Walker, and Forsyth. Uh, who else did you have? Uh, I wrote down John Segura versus Justin Nicolino. That's a good one. Yeah, that's platoon advantage for him. It is. And if uh, he's up at the top uh, of the lineup, the it's If you need somebody cheap, just toss a D-back in there. Sure. Uh, Brett Lowry versus Stephen Wright. I want to talk about that game, too. That's going to be a weird one. All right, it's ready on righty. Yeah. Stephen Wright's been awesome. Has he really? And it's the knuckleball, and I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, it's only four starts for him. Yeah, we'll talk about him when we get to pitchers, because he's made four starts. He has a 1.37 ERA and a 1.14 whip. Two of those starts came against the Blue Jays, and then one against Atlanta, that one I picked, and one against Houston. But, like, he's handled the Blue Jays twice. They've all been quality starts. 
he has, let me do the math, uh, 25 strikeouts to 11 walks, which is not great, but not, it's, it's not good, it's fine. Um, but he's a knuckleballer, and it's working, and it's a 114 whip. Uh, I believe that means it could stop working tomorrow, <laughs> but so far so good, you know. When they're on, they're on. I don't know. That's not great analysis, but you can't ignore what he's done so far. Um, I'm not saying that means stay away. I think Brett Lowry could do okay. It's, it's, it's a, it's a knuckleballer, but I might be at least considering Steven Wright when we get to our pitcher picks later. So. Against the White Sox? You kidding? What? Cause they the always mash, uh. White Sox? Uh, well, yeah, but your old theory about the White Sox is they do not do well against a pitcher they've never seen before. I've correct? seen right before, though. Have they? Yeah. I was going to look it up and find out. We're going to see how he's done against the White Sox before. Do you remember them facing him? I do remember them facing him. I do not remember the result. Uh, let's see if we can find White Sox. He has one game against them, and he allowed a six. Uh, he went 1-0. and He had seven innings, two runs. So, yes, he has seen them before. You are correct. So, yeah, uh, so they'll be ready for him this time. He made one start against him last year, and it was a good one. Oh, yeah, so. Honestly, for new listeners, we should, we should clarify. Yes. Um, I've, been watching the, I've been watching White Sox baseball for a long, long time. Yes, and your theory is completely anecdotal. And my theory is completely anecdotal, but com- also completely accurate. <laughs> Matt's theory that if the White Sox were to face a double-A pitcher tomorrow that they'd never seen, that they have the worst advanced scouting in the world, yes. would have not checked them out, it, and would have would just do terrible against it, them. It's it's for, it's it's guaranteed. It For whatever reason, and I don't know why they haven't done anything to fix this in, in the last 20 years, but this has gone on, like, no joke since the 90s. But... If they got a second start against them, they'd do fine. Yes. But that first one, no deal. Uh, all right. Well, in application of this, we have concluded they have seen Stephen Wright before. So Matt thinks they'll have a chance. Uh, <laughs> I, I still... <laughs> they, they'll have the videotape on them. Yeah. They're only their own from their own game. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of hard to picture it. Oh, man. All right. Uh, anyway, I, I think the Brett Laurie pick is fine, but I'm a little bit interested in Stephen Wright. Um, yeah, who else do you have at second base? Uh, I worked on Ben Zobris versus John Neese. I'm fine with that, sure. He likes that, uh, to hit lefties. Um, yeah. I think that's about, I think that was the only differences we have. Okay. Um, at third base, you can go Matt Duffy against John Moskett. You can go Manny Machado against Luis Severino, that's depending on how you feel he'll do that. against lefties. Um, I think the big one is Chris Bryant getting John Neese, yeah? I like Machado versus Severino even better. Really? You're into that one? You're not worried about the righty on righty in that case? Well, no, because Severino is awful against righties, and Machado destroys righties. Okay, yes. Uh, Manny Machado is hardly ever a bad pick. I think he'll be fine. And Severino's been bad. Well, Chris uh, Bryant's hardly ever a bad pick. That's true, too. All right, so let's go a little bit deeper. Um, right. We talked about Arenado going to San Diego. I, there's just too many better options for that. Yeah. Um, do you like Mike Moustakis getting down a Roark? But no. just can't be excited I, about it. Yeah, I guess. I Again, he's so underwhelming. Yeah. All right. How about trying to be excited about Evan Longoria because he gets a lefty and Scott Kazmir? I guess you have to. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to. It's so heated. But it's hard to be excited about Evan Longoria anymore. But uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm excited about Todd Frazier versus Stephen Wright. Yeah, that's righty on righty, but it's a knuckleball. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm not saying don't pick against Stephen Wright. I'm just saying I can see the other side and might take the other side. So I think we, you know, we, we have to throw Josh Donaldson versus Martin Perez. Yes, I had that too. Josh Donaldson's been pretty okay. 
Not not amazing, but pretty okay. And I don't know, Martin Perez is going to get beat up, and the bullpen's not good. So. And I I've, I've got a, a super a, a cheap pick for you. Perfect, because I don't. So who you got? Oh, uh, Martin Prado getting Patrick Corbin. Okay, there you go. It's much harder to be excited about Martin Prado, but that is a a good matchup there. That's pretty so, on him. Yeah. So there you go. And then on the shortstop, I had six names, which is like a wealth of names for shortstop for us. I had three. Okay. So you. I have Addison Russell getting John Neese. If you want Addison Russell, he gets a lefty. That's good. And I think they're going to score runs there. Um, if you want to go with Troy Tulowitzki getting Martin Perez, that's a really good matchup. But I think a lot of people are losing faith in him, uh, depending on the price. But he's not been Troy Tulowitzki this year. Brandon Crawford, Crawford gets John Moskett. Yes. Sure, fine. He's a giant. It's a good matchup. Number one, nothing four. wrong with that. We're we're glossing over it, but it's it's yeah. a okay. Uh, as Dribble Cabrera gets mentioned second day in a row on this show by me because he gets Matt Whistler, uh, and I was into it then, and I'm into it now. And then uh, Jonathan VR gets Nick Tropiano, and I like Nick Tropiano, but he has platoon problems, um, and he's struggled a little bit. It's a good matchup for him going to Milwaukee only because they're so right-handed. But Jonathan VR, switch hitter, and near the top of that lineup could do just fine. Um, the only other one I have is Xander Bogart's getting Quintana because he likes to hit lefties, but Quintana's been darn good. He's been fantastic. Yeah, so I have faith in Xander Bogart's and some right-handed bats on the Red Sox. I Quintana's been good. It's not a good matchup for him. Um, but I might stay away from picking hitters against him. Honestly, I'm going Crawford or his dribble or VR or something, but... Yeah. Did you have any shortstops I didn't have? I've got a cheap pick that I really, really like if he sneaks in. Cool. Who you got? Javi Baez. Sure. Yeah. He likes to hit lefties, and yeah, Uh, I like that a lot, too. If he can get in there, he doesn't have a consistent starting role, but if they use him, that's... Yeah. No, I'm I'm into it. He's going to play more than than you think he will, because for whatever reason, uh, Joe Madden likes him out there. Yeah. You mean in the field, or in the field in particular? Yes, see, they they feel that they are strongest when he's on the field. He's not bad. He's not bad. So, yeah, uh, I like Javi Baez. He's an exciting player that hopefully we'll see put the potential from. But uh, yeah, um, so no, that's a good pick. You got to make sure he's in that lineup. But if he is, I think going to Pittsburgh, not a great place to hit, but the matchup's good for him. So, and then on to the outfield, I wrote. All the Yankees outfielders against Chris Tillman. Pick one. It'll be fine. Pick Jose Bautista getting Martin Perez. That's a big one. I think it's worth the money. Go ahead and pay for it. We didn't pick any Rangers against Marco Estrada because he's pretty pretty all right. Again, Estrada doesn't have a platoon split. Right. If I want one, I think it's Nomar Mazzara. Oh, yeah. I think Nomar Mazzara will be fine there. Uh, I don't love it, but I think if you want to pick mm-hmm. against him, it'll be fine. The whole Giants outfield, as we mentioned, all three are going to be okay. There's going to be run scored there. Um... We talked about it on Monday, but go back to Conforto and Granderson getting Matt Whistler. He has bad splits. He Some of the worst splits, and it's a smallish sample, but some of the worst splits being shown right now from a starter. Uh, weakness to lefties. So Conforto, who's awesome, and Granderson, who's dependable, be just fine. You probably have these Marlins. You got Giancarlo and Ozuna getting Corbin. Yeah, I've got all three. Yeah. Oh, you like Yelich, too, even if it's lefty on lefty? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yelich is a good enough hitter. I think he'd be okay. I have Yasmani Tomas getting Nicolino. If you want a right-handed D-back outfielder, I think he's my favorite one. Um, he should be fine. Um, I think the Jays... Sorry, not the Jays. I think the Rays can send out three right-handed outfielders at lefties. It'd be Steven Souza 
in your boy Brandon Geyer, and even Desmond Jennings. All right-handed, all hit lefties fine if they get Scott Kazmir. Um, any of them, I'm okay with. We didn't pick any Dodgers yet against uh, Matt Moore, because Matt Moore is kind of pretty good, and they don't have a ton of lefty mashers. The one is Enrique Hernandez. Enrique Hernandez might be my okay, favorite Dodger but against there's a lefty. caveat there. What's that? That it's another kind of reverse platoon split thing this year with Matt Moore. He's done he's done really really well against righties. He's actually struggled against lefties, but I don't trust any of the lefties in the Dodgers roster to do damage against him. Even Matt, or Enrique Hernandez. The, the only the only lefty I would trust to do damage against Matt Moore is Adrian Gonzalez, honestly, and that's. Oh, if you want a lefty against him. No, I want... I'm not worried about these platoon splits through five starts for Matt Moore. I, I get it. But, I again, it just it tells me that he has a weapon that he can use against righties that he might not have against lefties. I'm sorry. Yeah. That he has... I, I think he's good enough to be a little bit of a stay away in general. I agree. Yeah, I might not pick against him. If I went with a Dodger, mine is Enrique Hernandez. Um, also, they get the DH, so even more chance that he's going to show up in that lineup somewhere. Um, I had Mookie Betts against Quintana... I'm trying to pick more Red Sox. I think it's a bad start for him. I don't know who's going to do the damage, though. He's been good. against 18-8 White Sox, my friend. Yeah, it's true. That's true. We have not picked an angel against this guy named Junior Guerra. <laughs> I, okay. I was waiting for this to come up. Okay. Why not Mike Trout, but who's he going to drive in, right? Who, who do you pick? Yeah. I, you've got Mike Trout, you know, Cole Calhoun, and seven zombies. That's it. That's it. The the corpse of Albert Pujols. I mean, the Brewers don't really pitch well. It'd be okay. No, but... I guess, I mean, you get the Brewers bullpen minus, you know, my guy, you know, Knievel, but whatever. Yeah, and I don't think this guy's going to go that deep. If you want to pay for Trout, I'm fine with it. I don't know that he has, I don't know. I'm fine with it. Trout and Calhoun. It's just hard to be excited against about that Angels lineup. Mm-hmm. It's been so bad. You'll notice we didn't pick anybody else. Um, Alex Meyer is making his first Major League start. He's made some relief appearances, but he's making his first start for the Twins. This is a guy that used to be a pretty top prospect. Throws real hard, gets strikeouts, which is always noteworthy out of the Twins system, because it doesn't happen. But, uh, I like him, but his stock has fallen a little bit. Uh, He gets the Astros in his first start. And so we haven't picked many Astros against this right-hander. If you're going to pick one, for me, it's probably Colby Rasmus. Um, you can probably like Preston Tucker also. Both of, both of them could do just fine against uh, mm-hmm. against Alex Meyer. But we also tend to not like picking against newbies because you don't know what you're getting there. It's kind of a question mark. And if we're a smaller slate, I'd say sure. But when you have so many options, like, why pick the question mark? Other than it might not be popular. But I would rather go, oh, I kind of know what Yuzmani Tomas is and go for that instead of hoping Colby Rasmus can figure out this new kid. So... Uh, I'm fine with it. It's just not where I go. Um, Bryce Harper gets Chris Young. Right. Go for it, I suppose. Uh, and then uh, if you want to pick against Iwakuma, who's struggling, uh, Josh Reddick or Billy Burns could do fine there. I hogged all the outfielders. Matt, did you have any that I missed? A couple, yeah. Okay, who you got? Uh, Jay Bruce versus Jeff Samarja. Fine with that. I'm not as eager to pick on Samarja as you are, but I respect it. I, I spent an entire year watching him be awful. I can't wait to pick against him. Sure. Uh, Dexter Fowler getting John Neese. Sure, that's a good one. I like Dexter Fowler a lot. Yeah, me too. And he, he, he's doing damage on both sides of the plate this year. He's been a monster this year. Yeah. Erdogan Rajai Davis versus Verlander. Okay. I, get, I tend to like him more against lefties, but... 
Believe it or not, he's had success against righties this year, and Verlander's kind of struggled against righties, and I could see him struggling against Rajai, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. I, I like Rajai more than most people, so... Yeah, I'm fine with that, and he can run on him. So every time Mark Trembo against Luis Severino for the same reasons as I like Machado. Yeah, just because you think he struggles with righties, which is fine. I don't think he does. I have numbers to back me up, Dylan. <laughs> okay, sure. Respect that too. I wrote down Brett Gardner versus uh, Chris Tillman. Sure. And I think that wraps it up for my outfield side. Okay. Uh, so let's get on to pitchers. Okay. Jake Arrieta against the Pirates. Okay. Sure. Pay for it if you want. It's a fine matchup. He'll, he's electric. Um, who else do you have, though, if you're not spending the farm on Jake Arrieta? Are, are we ready to pay full price, full price for Matt Harvey? Mm, against the Braves, yeah. Totally. Yeah, I think I am, too. I don't know that I am in a vacuum, but against the Braves, yes. yes yeah, I, I, in a vacuum, absolutely not. Against the Braves, I think so, yeah. Yeah, go for it. It's a great matchup. I'm kind of tempted by Jose Contenas because he's been so fantastic this year. It's not a good matchup. There's a lot of right-handed bats in that it's lineup. It's not a terrible But he's been pretty good. He's been pretty good, and he's at home. I don't think he'd be nuts, I, but it's not a great matchup for him, but he's been darn good. So striking out everybody. I, he's got, he's got a, 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 K, a K per in almost around 10. He's been good. I, I'm i fine with it. It gets my thumbs up. It Maybe not where I would personally go, but I don't think anybody's crazy for it. So I, I really like Nick Tropiano against the Brewers. If you believe in Nick Tropiano, this is a good start for him. I will say that. No DH. There's no DH, and the Brewers are very right-handed, and Tropiano's good at taking out righties. Uh, he, he's only allowed one home run all year, and it was his last start. He's not striking out as many as we'd like, and his walks have been so-so. Uh, I want to see some better control numbers for him, and he hasn't pitched six full innings yet, but... It's a good matchup. If you believe in him, I, I think, you know, he can take out a lot of those Brewers righties. So, um, I, I think it's totally worth being a second pitcher or a streamer. Yeah, I could see, as a second pitcher, I could see it. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like this, this for a Colin McHugh bounce back. Yes, he gets the Twins, and he's a right-hander against the Twins. I think if you believe in Colin McHugh at all, this is a really good matchup for him. So, yeah, I wrote him down for I mean, sure. The, the, the strikeout to walk numbers are about what you want to see out of yeah, him. Yeah, he's just he's had trouble he's got with it. Thirty six hits in twenty one innings. That that screams to me, you know, bad at this year. Yeah, Talented. I don't know if he's ever going to be as good as he once was, but it's a good matchup for him. Like I said, if you believe in Colin McHugh, like if he was, was thirty eight, you could yeah, say that. No, he's only walked five guys in five starts. So and he has seventeen strikeouts. His ERA is bad. It's only like two home runs. Yeah, he's getting babbipped really bad, which isn't always completely luck. Like, that does have indications, but uh, probably going to regress. So, yeah, I, I'm in on my queue for sure. You know, the, the majority of his ERA issues come from his opening, his, for his first start of the season, which got absolutely torched. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this is a good bounce back for him, too. I agree. I, I'll trust that. Yeah, I kind of like Tanner Roark going to Kansas City. I don't. I don't know. I don't think Kansas City's that scary yet this year, but I don't. Tanner Roark, so much of that value is from that crazy game against the Twins that I will never forget. Uh, that's like a reputation-changing performance, like Vince Velazquez, where you're like, oh, all of a sudden we think he's really good from one start. Um, you can go ahead. It's not for me, but I, I agree that Kansas City is not as scary as they were last year, the last couple of years, so... If you believe in Tanner Roark, you can. And I can't decide which side of the air Noah Michael Waka matchup I like. 
I agree. I I think that the Phillies are better than we think. The Cardinals are worse than we think. And Nola's pretty good. No, and I think the Cardinals are appropriately rated. Yeah, and Nola's pretty good. I mean, there's some hitters there, but we didn't pick hitters from either side against those guys. So. I really did. I, I guess I, I would... If you want Matt Carpenter, fine. I, but I, I think I would probably go with Noah, honestly. I, I, Noah's pretty good. I think I, I would be. I would look for the upside because I, I think with Waka, you're going to get an okay start. With Noah, you could get a great start. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I'm into that. So, yeah, neither of them are slam dunks, but I think they're both definitely viable options. Do you like Sonny Gray getting the Mariners in Oakland? Why not? Right? Not really? No. Why not? Because you don't like Sonny Gray, or because the Mariners are on fire. I like Sonny Gray, but I don't think he really strikes out enough batters to be... I guess he's almost, he's up around a strikeout per inning, I guess, but... Typically, it's yeah. not, you know. 3 at one ERA, one three at whip so far this year has not been lighting yeah, the world on fire. Like, okay, he's coming off a rough start. Yeah, well, he went to Detroit and he went to Toronto, both of which were kind of mean, but he hasn't gotten torched yet this year. Well, the Detroit thing. Well, that last one, yeah, he only went two innings. Uh, Four walks, too. Yeah, that was a bad one. It was yeah. in Detroit. I don't know. I believe in him to bounce back. It's not a slam dunk. I think it's, it's hard to touch Arietta on Harvey on this day. Um, if you're looking for just pure ceiling, like Matt Moore is one of those ceiling guys. He gets to he gets the Dodgers with a DH, but he can rack up, you know, double digit strikeouts. Not a lot of guys can do that, and he definitely could. If I believe in the numbers, I I would have to I would really have to think about long and hard about Matt Moore. Yeah, if you're shooting for upside, if you're in the GPP and you need, you know, if you want to go safe, you can go Sunny Gray or, you know, I don't know who else looks safe here. I think love him or hate him, Jeff Samarja against Cincinnati could be okay, you know, but... Uh, yeah, watch out for that. Yeah, he, Matt doesn't agree. Uh, Verlander against the Indians, he's been okay. Uh, I don't Carlos, really he's got to watch out for Carlos Santana, I think we discussed that. If he can look out for Carlos Santana and yep. Rajai Davis, Verlander's relatively safe. The Indians don't, don't, don't strike fear. I still like Stephen Wright against the White Sox. If you're looking for someone real cheap that's been on fire, I and I think the Red Sox have the potential to blow up Quintana. I, I so hope you pick him. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Uh, do you have any other pitchers for DFS that we need no, to look but at? If if I had to like, if I'm you know putting money on it and like building a stack, I think I'm I'm starting with Harvey, mm-hmm. and I'm choosing between Moore, McHugh, and Nola. Yeah, and I, I like those. I think mm-hmm. Stephen Wright and Tropiano are good cheap picks. Tropiano is like is like you know that's like my like bargain base. And if I need like a cheap cheap pitcher, that's where I would go. That's that's Stephen Wright for me. All right, so we're gonna make some field of streams picks. Stephen Wright's been striking people out with his knuckleball too, man. He has twenty five strikeouts. That's uh, a strikeout an inning or so. You know, and he could end May with twenty five strikeouts. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I'm i going to go for it. I'm taking uh, Stephen Wright at the cell against Jose Quintana. Right. Taking against Matt. He's been good. The, the knuckleball is knuckling. I, I, so. I, of, of all the picks that have offended my baseball sensibilities, this might be the worst. All right. Are you taking Tropiano in Milwaukee? Yeah, I guess I have to. Other than that, I want to take Junior Guerra. Otherwise, it's Alex Meyer in his first major league start getting the Astros or Butler. Uh, in San Diego, uh, I I think we like we trust Tropiano more than that. I like that too, but I think there's a little more upside in Stephen Wright. Stephen Wright could go seven, eight innings if things are going. Tropiano, you're hoping he goes six, maybe. He hasn't yet, so I can't. I cannot wait for this. I'm sorry. It'll be good. It gives us something to watch. Uh, oh, there's something to watch. All right, perfect. Uh, Matt, you got anything else before we get out of here? 
I really enjoy, I, I I had a chance to re-listen to the interview with Ben Lindbergh. Odd uh, quality stuff. Yeah, I I'm my book should be coming on when on Tuesday. I think is when it's supposed to come. I don't know. I pre-ordered it and I'm waiting for it to show up. I'm excited to read it for sure. And uh, yeah, I recommend to you and anybody else's podcast. It's the only podcast I listen to every day. Um, I used to listen to fantasy podcasts until I started my own, <laughs> and I felt kind of like how some stand-up comedians won't listen to others because they're worried they'll like start copying their style. Like, I don't want to listen to fantasy podcasts and be like, oh, they recommended that guy. He's really good. And then like I start stealing their stuff. Does that make sense? Well, except for the Fangraphs podcast, which we, you know, we, part, we, 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 you know, we ape everything. Yes, them. yes. I uh, definitely recommend The Sleeper and the Bust, our sibling podcast for sure. Oh, uh, no, but it's... It's yeah. I don't want to listen to other fantasy stuff and start using other people's yeah, analysis. It'd be helpful, but it just when I run my own stuff. It's also it's hard when you do a podcast every day to have the time to listen to a bunch every day. But I definitely make the time to listen to uh, Ben's podcast. Ben and Sam are it's baseball, and they're both really smart and they have fun with it for sure. I don't know. I recommend it. Yep. Uh, thanks again to him for uh, coming and talking to us. About also, that if, too. if if any you know like independently executives out there. Want Dylan and I to come run their team for a season? Yeah, that, that would be quite the experiment. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited to read about it. Also, if uh, there's anybody else that has good uh, interview recommendations, I, Matt and I did not mind doing that and throwing that on the end. Yeah, so. yeah we'll, we'll track them. We'll, we'll yeah, do the trying we'll track to uh, put a little bit more into this uh, daily podcast as well, especially when you put it on the end like that. So, um, yeah, we're trying to rotate some more guests in. We've been having Friday guests on those shows, but we can get them in here with Matt and I too. So. Cool. Matt, you got anything else before we get rolling? I think if, if you and I were to run an, an independent league team, it'd be a fist fight like after a week. Yeah, you and yes. I. Somebody's going to storm out of the office. Okay, I, I can't say fist fight because I don't think we'd punch each other, but I guarantee, I think... A door would a be door slammed. Would, somebody would storm out of an office, a door would be slammed. See, instead, you and I just set up a podcast where we tell each other how dumb they are and <laughs> keep track instead. It's a much more peaceful, much more entertaining way for us to challenge it's each really other. Is. Uh, we agree a lot, which is encouraging, but disagreeing is really fun. Especially when so, it's Stephen Wright. Yeah, well, we'll see. When the knuckleball's on, I don't know. I'm excited. Maybe I'm just driven by hope, because I think having a good knuckleball pitcher in the game is fun. And R.A. Dickey exiting stage left. I'm like, all right, time for Stephen Wright to get together and, and be worthwhile. So, Stephen, how old was Stephen Wright? 30. 31? 30. Okay, uh, 31. So, we're... Yeah. We're going to get at least, like, ten more years of Stephen Wright. I sure hope so. He's been around for a little while and has been, like, a pretty okay number five. But right now he's pitching awesome. Again, two of those good starts were against Toronto. And if you can handle Toronto twice, if I get six or seven and two runs, I'm going to be really happy. So I, I'm I kind of hoping for an Arnie Muno, Munoz start. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Quintana's going to be good, too. Um, all right. Well, that should do it for us. Matt is on Twitter at Matt D underscore DFS. I am on Twitter at Higgins FOS. And you can remember, um, I actually, I, I got a recommendation for Montreal. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I, I had a, 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 a listener recommendation for Montreal already. Yeah. And I'm kind of excited. Uh, one Simon McPherson, that's, uh, Simon underscore McPherson. Yes. Uh, in traditional spelling. And you're you're gonna have to f- have to forgive my my pronunciation sure. here. You recommended a great pork restaurant in Montreal, Au Pied de Cochon. I don't I don't know what that translates to, but it's on, it's on the it list. Out. I've you know I I'm, I'm hoping it's in 
you know, podcast co-host budget range, but yeah, we'll We'll find out. That'll be good though. We'll We'll get your reviews. Send Matt places and let him review them on the podcast in Montreal. But, uh, thanks Simon for, for hollering, letting Matt know where he should go check out going to Montreal in a few weeks. I'm excited for your report. So if, if anyone else has recommendations, I would, I would love to hear them. I'll, I'll, I'll put them on the list and, and see if the wife approves. Expo's hat or shirt, maybe. Thinking about it. I'm thinking about getting one. It looks so good. I don't know. Where where would you wear it? My hat? Yeah. Uh I mean, I I don't work in an office like you do. I can wear a baseball hat anywhere I want. I, I, you know, I, I, I work in an office we're, we're pretty liberal with with, with our dress yeah, code. I don't, so. Yeah. If I if I wanted to wear a hat I probably could get away with it, but I'm an old man. Like, walking around with a goofy pinwheel hat, I feel, I feel like a clown. Yeah, there are hats I like and hats I don't like, for sure. Uh, I don't know. I've started wearing my... I wear my Portland Mavericks one a lot. Yeah, that one is tight. That one I'm, I'm a little bit yeah. jealous about. That one's I, cool. It's, like, legitimately cool. I, there are a few times... I don't like them because they make me look like a 12-year-old, like a Boy Scout, typically. But uh, <laughs> I like the, the Mavericks one. I rock that on the video podcast, too. But, yeah. Uh, send your Montreal food and hat recommendations to Matt D. Does it have to be food? I'll, I'll, you know, things to do in Montreal. Yeah, cool. If you have any suggestions, I'd love, I'd love to hear it from from people who have visited the city or live in this. If you live in the city, I'd love to. Hear yeah, from especially then. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that should do it for us. For Matt, I'm Dylan. We will be back tomorrow, as always. Good luck with your stacks, and we will talk to you then. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.